Welcome back, everyone. We are Little Brown Women, and this is our podcast, Unplugged. Every fortnight, we talk candidly with our wondrous guests and with each other about a range of important and topical issues, often from the lens of identity, culture, and empowerment. Today, we are so excited and honored to welcome the wonderful Roxy Nafusi onto the show. Roxy is a professional emotional health advisor, writer, entrepreneur, qualified yoga teacher, ambassador for the Mental Health Foundation, and self-love activist. She is also the host of her brilliant podcast, The Moments That Made Me. In today's episode, we explore Roxy's life journey and her perspective on health and happiness, her philosophy on relationships and motherhood, and how she finds balance between work and play. So without further ado, let's get talking. Welcome, Roxy. How are you? I am so good. Oh my goodness, what a lovely introduction. Just the cutest. I'm obsessed with you guys. We're obsessed with you and we're so, you know, we're so excited to welcome you onto the show because you know that we have been fans for a long time and so to actually welcome you is just, wow, it's definitely a milestone for us. So thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) And also, can I say, I love that we share the same name. That's really exciting for me. (laughs) It It was so weird to everyone listening just before, whenever we were saying Roxy, to you, Roxy. I was getting so confused. I was like, what? What am I supposed to be doing? Love it. (laughs) So I'm just going to get straight into it, Roxy. You have always stood out to us as being probably the most authentic person that we follow on Instagram. And for me, you've always like kind of stood out as being very dedicated to living your life in, I guess, just in alignment with your true self, you know, your true desires in a way that completely honors you without needing the validation of others. And obviously I know there's ups and downs in life, but you're so powerful. And the way that you sort of speak about the ups and downs, kind of saying, yeah, there are downs, but they don't have to get the better of you. You're really inspiring. And I think for me, I'd love to hear about your backstory. What was life like in your twenties? How did you get here? Oh my God, I'm literally gonna cry, you guys. (laughs) It's a really, it's a fully loaded question. I'm sorry, but it's just- Um, love the so my 20s basically I was the opposite of authentic and I think that was what happened was I was always someone that I think I kind of felt like I was on the outside looking in um and I was thrown into this world quite young um of celebrity and fame and um I was like surrounded by people not not that I had it but that I was surrounded by people that had it and so you kind of think, you know, at 21 and you're hanging around with all these, you know, incredibly talented and successful and recognized people. And you think, oh, my God, that is the epitome of of greatness. And how can I be a part of that? And so you're always sort of well, I was always sort of just like trying to be a part of this like cool group or, you know, whatever. And I spent my life just like going to parties, trying to, you know, be seen with the right people or be liked by the right people. And that that if, you know, mm-hmm. if someone famous liked me, then I would be validated or something like that, you know, and it was just, and it really just came from a complete lack of self-worth and just mm-hmm. trying to attach myself to anything that would make me feel worthy mm-hmm. uh, and I think as well I did that a lot with um I think I did that with boyfriends since since I first started having boyfriends is that I was as good as the man that I was with so if they were successful if they were you know the cool guy at school if they were this and that would make me feel worthy and so a big part of my journey has been being able to understand that, that my worth comes from me and not from the people I surround myself with but that was really hard to let go of but also incredibly liberating because I suddenly like just no longer needed to be um, part of this cool group say right cool in inverted commas what is cool anyway (laughs) I didn't need to be part of this group to be worthy it's like if I just did me And I just stayed in my own lane and did my best self and did what I love and talked about mental health, which wasn't cool at the time. (laughs) And I just was like, okay, I'm just into self-development and this is my thing and I'm just going to do me and stop trying to be a socialite or an influencer, which was so not me. 
then I was able to step into my power and then magic just happened. I love that. Everything you've just said is just, I think we can all relate to it, but especially that last bit, you know, focusing on yourself as opposed to everyone else. There are points in your 20s, and I say this as 28 going on 29, and I'm really, I think I'm in the thick of it, where you almost kind of look back and you think there have been times that I felt really stifled to the point that I I couldn't even step into my own greatness because I was either trying to be like everyone else or focusing on what they were doing as opposed to what I could be doing based on my strengths and my own worth. And it's, I I love it the way that you say that it's, it's liberating to kind of just let go and completely be you as opposed to somebody else. But it's scary, right? It's, it's scary to actually step back and put all the focus on yourself because when you do that, you are literally ripping off the bandaid and you start to see the things that need improvement. And that's not a negative thing at all. It's growth. Growth is growth happens in discomfort, right? Completely. Absolutely. And it's also not something, it's not like you just, it's not like you just wake up one day and you're like, right, I don't want to fit in anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be me and that I'm going to be so cool with that. It's yeah. kind of a process is that slowly, slowly you start to care less yeah. about what the people think and slowly, slowly build more confidence in being yourself. And mm. it's kind of just small steps towards that. Um, and I think as well, what I find and what has been the most kind of the thing that solidified it for me probably was that when you are your authentic self, no matter what that is, if you are in your, your truest self, you are just totally magnetic. People will just gravitate to you. And it's, you know, all the people that I was maybe once like desperate to impress, mm. you know, now I feel we have mutual respect for each other, probably because I'm not this like, because it, do you know what I mean? The energy yeah. when you're just yourself. I so, no, I, I, I couldn't relate to that more. You know, we, we kind of, we, we spoke last week on our Instagram page. We kind of said the way that you love yourself informs the other types of love that you attract into your life. And that can be from anyone or anything and that's in the form of respect like you said and it's true I think I think once you stop sort of being desperate for external validation and you start to validate yourself and the kind of yardstick you measure yourself with is the one that you've made as opposed to the one that's out there in society all of a sudden things start falling into place because you're just so aligned with you and focused on your own development as opposed to how other people see you or how like how other people expect you to be and that I mean for me that's that's definitely what comes across with you Roxy like that's how for me I see you live your life and your attitude I don't I mean I don't know if if you'd agree with that but that's definitely what comes across oh thank you that's so kind no and what you've said is so you've articulated it perfectly Uh, I can better myself (laughs) <laughs> well that's a compliment thanks <laughs> so it's so nice thinking like talking about you know you growing up your 20s I think 20s is such an important time for building someone's foundation what what experiences in particular during your 20s would you say and it could just be one it could be more but do you think have really shaped you and influenced the way that you live now oh god you know there are so many I, I can imagine <laughs> Day I listened back. I'd written this le- this uh, letter to my twenties just before I turned thirty in summer, just gone, and I was like, "Wow!" Like actually, it's on my Instagram, and it really kind of does sum it up quite well. But it's just like for me, I think obviously I've been quite open about this. Is that I just went through a really big battle with drugs and um, cocaine mm. uh, predominantly. And, you know, I was a very, very heavy smoker. I was addicted to kind of the party lifestyle. And yeah. um, that, like, when I think about my 20s, so much of it is blurred or um, kind of painted with this just, like, memories of just, like, so many late nights and parties and just crazy, like, experiences. And they really broke me in so many ways. But I would not, I wouldn't ever change it because, um it made me hit rock bottom so many times <laughs> like you know I was really yeah it just it was such a mess it was such a mess I would never do my 20s again oh my god I would never do it again I think it's such I think people now are probably 
in this generation who are turning 20 now are kind of luckier in a way because there is more awareness around mental health around healthy lifestyle you know um people are more looking at people who are role models who are health they're not just like falling out of nightclubs which is kind of what my role models were it was like it was like kind of cocaine chic honestly and I thought it would made me cool that's the truth and now I'm like oh god I'm so I but I don't think those role models are there anymore as much it's way more of a healthy lifestyle which I love so I'm going completely off topic but basically what I don't think there was a moment but I think that this extreme heavy party lifestyle definitely made me hit such lows that I was forced to unravel and start a journey to healing and if I hadn't have got that low I don't think I would have been propelled into this just like I am sick of feeling depressed I am sick of being unhappy I have to find meaning in my life I have to find inner peace and then through that journey I you know everything came oh my gosh Roxy do you know what thank you so much for being so open and honest and it it must have been like you said so difficult at that time because now you do have quite a lot of access to role models to people to to subjects that are being spoken about far more openly like mental health um, and addiction and so when you don't have those role models or you don't have that accessibility to kind of open forums mm. it, it's so difficult and the fact that you pulled yourself up even when you were at the bottom of the hole, I think that shows your inner power and your resilience, but also the fact that you decided to acknowledge that you had a choice to change for the better for yourself. Forget what everyone else thought. The fact that you wanted a better life for yourself, and that's a complete choice. And I love that. It's so empowering. Well, I'm, and, say, yeah. sorry, I'm so glad you've said that about choice. The moment my life changed was when I read this book, Could Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And the lesson from that book actually for me wasn't about the feel of fear and do it anyway. The lesson from the book was about taking responsibility and mm. not being a victim. And the, that moment I went, oh my goodness, I have a choice to not be a victim and to actually just go, this is on me. I have to own my own shit. And all this yeah. hard crap I'm feeling is on me it's no one else's fault this is my fault and and that's not a negative that's actually empowering when you can go I did this I chose to take drugs I chose to be Mm. in toxic relationships I chose to you know I make these decisions and when you have the when you understand the power of your choice Mm. you become so empowered oh I could I could I actually couldn't said it any better than that you know being honest with yourself is probably the most empowering thing because that's the moment you give yourself permission to actually change and that's a choice right so I mean you you are literally the embodiment of that mantra so wow like if that's not inspirational I don't know what is my last question really is like all about now and from everything that we've spoken about you know I I know that you advocate the power of the subconscious mind you know manifestation really having gratitude for the present and that must be such an important practice for your role as an emotional health advisor a mother and a writer pretty much all of your complete multi-hyphenate like you know every single role you have I think the common denominator is is that practice and that's so powerful because that practice is completely linked to you and this episode I mean we entitled it on purpose you know completely in alignment with what you do which is the importance on the link between physically physical and mental health and living an authentic life so I'd like to really know what your philosophy is on the link between emotional and mental health and happiness how have you understood that in your life and how do you practice that every day because there are so many ups and downs right life is just a series of ebbs and flows but you make it look so effortless but you're also super honest about the fact that it is a series of ebbs and flows Mm. how how do you do it I just don't worry about the down days Mm. like yeah this was my favorite thing I think that I realized is just being able to go today is not my favorite day that's it like today is just not my favorite day today's a bit of a shit day today I was saying before like last Monday I was like today I hate everything I am feeling super negative I'm feeling super like 
not like full of back in my old self you know my self-loathing was has been so extreme for most of my life and mm. it's not that it's totally you know it's mostly gone and healed but there are still days where I just can't even look in the mirror and that's okay it's like I know that those days come I know not to attach to them and they simply don't derail me and I think that is um that's kind of the strength because it's not that they don't come. I just feel, you know, there's, there's often moments, I think when you're on any self-development journey, you'll notice that something will happen and you'll deal with it completely differently to how you would have a year ago. And that's yeah. something that I notice all the time. So let's say an email comes through that before would have like made me so anxious or worried, or I would have thought, oh my goodness, is this going to work out all right? And now I just have full trust that everything works out okay in the end. And with that, it's you're much more able to handle anything life throws at you. They don't make they don't they might make me feel like my state might change slightly, but I get it back to a place of contentment and gratitude almost instantly. So I bad feelings don't sit with me, and it really is just that they just don't sit with me. They just I have a bad morning is not a bad day anymore, or a bad week. It's just a bad morning and that's it. You deal with it, you use the tools, you get yourself back to feeling your best and you move forwards. That's so powerful. I just, I love the fact that you said it's your choice not to attach yourself to those down days or those kind of bad feelings. And I say bad, you know, that's such a, that's such a broad word because bad can mean so many different things, but perhaps those lower vibrational feelings. And also the fact that you can choose how you react because that's something that I've I've definitely understood over the past year, you know, things happen in life, life happens, life doesn't stop for you. But the way you feel about it really is your choice, because it's your reaction. And just I mean, the way in which you've just said all of that, you know what it seems like it just it makes it seem like life really isn't that deep. It's really not as as bad or as serious as anyone really makes it out to be, because it's really all down to your choice and how you look at it. Um, um, you know, what also it's like, what I think is like, what is the search? Like, this is sometimes I like, sometimes I'll work with people and we'll, they'll say, there are these things I want to manifest, these things I want to achieve, and they'll get them all. And then they're like, okay, now what? And I'm like, oh, now you just sit with it. Mm. Sometimes the chase is not this like explosion of like, oh my God, life is fucking great every minute. <laughs> it's more like, this is really good. I'm at yeah. peace, content. Like that's the goal, I think, is mm. to be able to just like sit with like quietness and sit in contentment and sit in kind of stillness and just like be cool, be okay, be like smiling within yourself rather yeah. than, do you know what I mean? It's I know like, exactly what you mean, Roxy. When, it, it's when you weird, have, isn't it? You, you almost like, sometimes I think people are really, pent up on getting to the next stage and I'm like but you know you've just missed the whole journey to it totally yeah I'm god I've been having I you know I've been on quite a wild ride this year or this last year and a half mm. and it's definitely so important to keep catching it and stopping and enjoying and sitting we honestly couldn't could not agree more and that's you know what that's something that we've absolutely loved about everything that you've been sharing over the past year it's it's really trying to, I mean, and we know that you, the way in which you share content, every single thing you share is like a tool that someone can implement. That's why you are so amazing. Honestly, that's really why you're so amazing. Um, How sweet you are. Like, honestly, you're making me feel, you're really, really like boosting my self-esteem right now. Yeah. <laughs> we're well we're all about self-empowerment and this this is it you know and it's no surprise the kind of guests that we have because everything there's just that you know that that line running through all of our episodes which is that you know it's it's celebrating you know ourselves and our guests because we're all we all have that amazing thing within us and that's what you advocate final question for you I'm going to take a bit of inspiration from your podcast which we absolutely love your episodes are brilliant but I want to ask you what one of your defining moments have been in your life for me will be the moment that I learned or heard the word manifesting because if I hadn't 
I, I was at a real, one of my many, but my final, it was my final rock bottom, I would say. And my friend, I was just like, I just thought, what is the point? Like, what is life? Is this it? Like, am I just going to be miserable forever? (laughs) And my friend said, listen to this podcast on manifesting. And I listened to it. And I've told this story so many times and anyone that's come to any of my manifesting workshops will, will have will know this one. But it was a week after listening to that podcast that Wade messaged me on an app called Raya. Uh, a year to the day that I had Wolf and then two years later I mean my whole career had completely exploded so it all happened from that moment of learning that I had the power to create the exact life that I wanted and it's still I use it every this morning (laughs) I actually said to Wade I was like crap I was like I need some new things on my vision board to manifest because I've I've manifested all the things I want I need some new things (laughs) it's really it's amazing place to be in but also you know when you do start to manifest like that you have to you have to be very careful of what vibe you're on the other day I was on a really low vibe I was just like I said I was had woken up feeling really just anxious hormonal Mm. clothing I'm not even joking quite ridiculous service charge bill for my flat came through the door in that moment they doubled it from the year before and unknowingly and I just was like oh my god I just manifested this like low vibe bill because I was feeling so um anxious and like on a low vibe and it was and then five minutes later a job that I was going to do just went and I was like, whoa, 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 okay, <laughs> I need to shift <laughs> pronto. My gosh, how how powerful the mind is. That's that's exactly what I've taken from that. Wow. Um, but you know what, Roxy, my my younger sister, she's um she's a great manifester and she doesn't even realize she's doing it. But one of her mantras in life, she's always whenever I'm worried or, or I'm scared or I'm, you know, whatever, she kind of just turns around, and she's like, you you need to be the thing that you want to be. So I remember I was in an interview and she was just like, be the interview. And you know what? It's so true. true. You almost have to embody the thing that you want. Of course. For it to manifest. And the thing that you said about, you know, your vibration is so important. I think that's the bit that people are often not told about or they can forget. You cannot have something when you don't feel aligned to it or that you already have it. Roxanne Afusi, you are so powerful. You are power hi roxy Roxy, can i just say my god you are what a woman you are incredible and that is coming from someone that i feel so relatable to you i have had similar experiences you know the things that you touched on with roxy it just it really resonated with me and just listening to your journey, listening to the beginning half, your philosophy on relationships and motherhood. That's something that I'm, that's the phase that I'm in at the moment. That's the phase I'm looking to to go into in my life. And your words are just so wisdomous, as Roxy would say, um, Roxy P, (laughs) just to clarify for our audience as well. But to begin with, I wanted to start with the impact of your love of self journey, understanding who you are, and how it affects affected your romantic relationships. Because what we don't realize is our relationships have a huge, huge impact on ourselves. And everything that you've mentioned about being on, being so cautious and careful of what vibrational level you are on and what you are carrying yourself with is so important. But it's also very important to have that person or be in that relationship that reflects that. So how have you done that? So now before all of it? How have you before done it? And then how are you doing it now? Okay. So before it was, it was kind of, as I kind of touched on earlier, it was that um, needing to be validated through the person I was with. And so instantly in any kind of romantic relationship I was in, I had given them the power. 
So even though on some level, I felt that I was really confident and I had always felt that I was quite confident around men and in my relationships, actually, they always held the power because I used them for my validation. So, and that was kind of, now I look back, I'm like, well, obviously, because I had no self-love for myself. So there was no way I was going to really be in a healthy relationship at all. Um, and then I met Wade, who is obviously just so incredible, um, very much um, helped me in my healing journey, um, Is was just you know, I definitely manifested him and together we really grew. And um, even though, you know, we ended up separating, he definitely was, is, you know, my soulmate in many ways and my um, best, best, best friend. So I think the relationship, but I wouldn't have got to where I got to without Wade. There's no way. And I think it's because like you've said exactly right, which is that the relationships we have affect our lives so much. And we have to be really careful who we choose to be romantic with and who we let in. Because I think often, you know, I do speak to a lot of women um, who the fear of being alone is so much, is so great that they'll kind of go on a first date and then instantly the question is, God, I hope they like me. But it's like, no, the question should be, I hope I like them. I hope they're good enough for me, not I hope I'm good enough for them. Like before we even go into something, we need to really be aware that we are trying to find a partner that is right for us, not that, that we are right for, you know? And how, of course, it has to be two ways, but, you know, my job is to empower women to be their best selves and to be in their greatest power so that is my focus is that you are we are all finding people that match our high vibe because how many people do you know who have got in toxic relationships and it has sent their life in a totally different direction but if you're with someone that empowers you makes you feel supported makes you feel authentic we come back to authenticity um, how different is your life going to be then? And that's why I think when people go through a breakup, I'm like, yes, congratulations, because now you can make sure that you are finding someone that is going to be on high vibe as you, like raise your vibe, build you up, um, and that you can work on healing yourself to attract someone that will match this new level of self-worth. I couldn't agree with you more, Roxy. I, again, you're so relatable. Listening to you, makes me realize you know some of the journeys that I've gone through that I haven't actually realized and that's the self-love part of it I I relate to you so much on that I grew up as a very hairy little Indian kid in this western world that didn't understand you know Indians have so much hair which is it is what it is <laughs> you know but going through that journey and not loving myself and not appreciating that then but now I embrace every part of it it's it, you know, I, I love my eyebrows and I love my hair, but learning to love myself meant that I was able to find the right person for me. Because at that time, when I didn't love myself, I was attracting the wrong thing. And in turn, that would then just lower your lower my vibrational level completely. And it was a constant vicious cycle. But it's that moment of realization that loving yourself will enable you to and empower you to break out of that circle and become your true, authentic self. And you have done that beautifully. And you are such an amazing advocate for that, Roxy. I really, really do hope that people who are, who are listening to this episode can, can feel that and can hear the words of wisdom that you share with us. But the next thing I wanted to touch on is you mentioned uh, having that really, really amazing relationship with, with Wade and being able to really grow and have that support. But what I wanted to touch on is the realities of co-parenting and how you make it work. Because especially during this lockdown, one of the statistics are that, you know, there are there are a lot of separations, there's lots of anxiety, and I've had a lot of conversations with people who have had similar questions on how how do you go about doing it? How how have you made that work for you? And what would be your advice be to those who are going through a similar situation that, you know, are looking to break out of that cycle? Yeah, it's look, it's really different for everybody, but so I can only speak from my experience, but I guess. The main thing is just having 
constant communication and compassion. There are times where I have hated Wade and I just think, oh, right? And there are times where he thinks I am the devil incarnated, right? And it's just, you know, because when you're going through separation, that is how you feel about each other at times. But that's natural. We all go through that. And then you can come back to like, no, we are best friends. We have a beautiful, incredible son together. And the main thing for us has always, always, always been that Wolf can see us getting along and that he witnesses a healthy relationship um, between his parents, no matter what. So there have been, you know, there might be a week where me and Wade might not get on or we don't talk, but then we always come back to, you know, like we have one common goal and that is to make the best um situation that we can for us and for our family and ultimately we do love each other and none of this came from like a bad place I just you know it's I just believe that you should just do for us it was just what felt right was that not to be together romantically but to be best friends and I just think we just, just just keep open communication, keep honest, know that everybody is dealing with heartbreak and separation in their own way. So everyone's at different speeds. So definitely, you know, most of the angst will come because one person is dealing with it differently to another. And it's just going, okay, this is my experience of it, but his or her experience is different. Um, and when you can do that from a place of understanding, it just makes the whole process so much easier. That's brilliant advice, Roxy. I mean, honestly, even for people who are in uh, in a relationship and have kids or are looking to have kids, that's that's perfect advice. I think communication is key. Being honest uh, and communicating, even on the, on the simplest of matters, mm-hmm. um, it, it will help your own peace and contentment as well as having a healthy and, and positive situation to be in um, instead of sort of drowning in, in, in the negatives. Lastly, exactly. <laughs> lastly, I wanted to touch on your philosophy on motherhood and how it has helped you reach a new level of growth and identity because I know a few times you've mentioned having, you know, Wolf being a huge turning point in your life as well as many other things. What is your philosophy on, on motherhood, Roxy? Um... I think for me, being a mum is, I just fucking love it. (laughs) I just love it. I love, love being a mum. I'm so proud to be a mum. But I think that I have probably, um, I think that being a mum is is like such an honour, but it is obviously, it's just a part of my life. Um, it's the best thing in my life, but it is only a part of it. Um, and just being able to keep my own identity has really enabled me to be a better mother, I think. Um, and that doesn't mean that every mother has to have a career, like by God, like not at all. But even just having your identity as a friend, as a sister, as a daughter, um, as someone that enjoys um, health and wellness as someone that enjoys self-development whatever it is for you that you know you identify with it's just making sure that you don't lose that um, when you become a mother because I think it's so easy to do um, but I just for me it's like I just want to be a good role model as well to Wolf and I want him to see me you know being my best self as well um, and yeah I think I'm just Look, everybody, I really, but it's really hard because I never want to sound like I'm preaching because I just think that every mom is doing their best and, and whatever your best is, is, is perfect for you and your family. And that's it. And as long as you're giving love, you know, that's all you can do. All I would say is that I think what works for me personally is that I have a quite relaxed approach to parenting. Um, I probably too made like I just never discipline Wolf, which is not great. But I just kind of we never did really strict routines. We never I was never like obsessed with reading parenting books. 
I don't think I ever read one. Um, I just want, and, but Wolf is a great kid. So I'm quite lucky, I guess, like he's easy, but I just have fun with him. And I make sure that I'm give him like undivided attention um, when I can. And I don't feel guilty when I can't, like if there's times where I just, if I have to put him in front of Madagascar while I finish an email or whatever, that's fine. That's fine too. I don't feel guilty about that. But then when I put it away, I'm like a hundred percent with him. And so I think it's just, it's just enjoying it as well, but also not having any expectation. I'm not a perfect mom. He's not a perfect child. There's no such thing as perfect, but we're having fun. We love each other. I'm so lucky to be his mom. I'm so lucky to, he makes me honestly belly laugh, belly laugh. Like when I was in my twenties, I remember that I thought you could only find true joy if you were high on drugs or drinking. And now I just take him to the park and that high is better than any I've ever had. Just watching him running up and down a hill, just like that little giggle. He just, honestly, I could talk about him all day. I just have the most fun with him ever. Oh, I love that, Roxy. He sounds like, I'd love to meet him. He sounds like the most incredible little man. Oh um, God, he's got such a character. Oh. So funny. Oh, I love that. First of all, right, can I just say how much of an honour it is to have you on our podcast today? You know, like you saying that there's no such thing as perfect and you embracing parenting and absolutely loved hearing you reflect on your life during your 20s. Like, I'm mega, mega inspired by you and you remind us that we can achieve and tap into our inner potential when we put our minds to it. Thank you so much for joining us. And for me, I think you're very much aware of what makes you happy and you actively strive towards that on a daily basis. And I think that's definitely helped you create your multi-hyphenate working lifestyle. You know, I'm currently on that journey at the moment and there's definitely moments of friction, but I'm still trying to figure that out at the moment. I'm still trying to figure out that work rhythm. So, Roxy, tell us, what's it like being a multi-hyphenate? And how has your career to date helped you develop this lifestyle and explore different work streams? Oh, my God. So I've never heard the term multi-hyphenate. This so is fabulous. Explain it to me. So multi-hyphenate is a term coined in Emma Gannon's book, The Multi-Hyphen Method. So you're a multi-hyphenate. So you're an emotional uh, health advisor. You're a writer. You're a qualified yoga teacher. Like all these wonderful things. And also a self-love activist and Instagram agony aunt. So yeah, that's you. <laughs> oh my God. So I wrote, I was funny. I actually was this week. I was writing down and I was trying to like understand all the things I do because I was like, well, I've got, I do monthly workshops and clients and the podcast and writing and then a brand work and free content, social media and a mom and all this stuff. I was like, oh my God. But I was like, this is weird. I want to have my, you know, my pantry collection and stuff like that. And so, yes, it is always something to do. And it's, I'm, my life is very full um and the way I find to not get I think it's just that I really love I hope that doesn't sound arrogant me just like listing all the things I do I don't mean it like that but no no you carry on <laughs> but it's just that I I think when you're in that mindset of just feeling really inspired and creative if I have an idea I just do it so when I thought to create the meditations and affirmations, let's say, it was kind of just an idea. And old me would have had this idea and sat on it and waited for the right time and da da da. And then this a new me, you know, me now was like, all right, this is a good idea. Let's try it, do it. And then within two weeks, you know, I've got them on the website and they do really well. And then I do them again. And the workshops, again, it's just like, here's an idea, let's just put it into action. And I think it's just, about being in this mindset of think do do you know what I mean rather than like think wait yeah so putting things into action um because and some of them will work and some of them won't 
And, um, but really, if you're in a place of flow and creativity anyway, they more likely than not will work. Um, you know, there's a really great phrase that I've always, I repeat all the time, which is if you want something done, ask a busy person. And it's so true because when you are, like energy like productivity breeds productivity like when you're in that zone of just feeling like fire you just you get so much done and when you have so much energy and you know I've done so much work on self-development so oh in myself so I have a healthy amount to be able to give to others and so I want to use it. I want to, I don't want to keep it for myself. It's like, I want to um, every day reach and help as many people as I can. It genuinely just keeps me alive. It's my purpose. It's my passion. It's why I'm here. Um, it's not even a question for me. But do I have much, up? like, do I have much social life? No. I mean, who does right now? But yeah. for me. <laughs> work is my it's my fire so it's not even it's not even a question for me to have you know more time I don't know watching Netflix whatever not that I don't do it so the rest is important as well of course but I just love I just love being busy <laughs> I think no seriously like what's incredible to see right is that your work showcases so much passion and authenticity. Like you're so committed to making sure that everyone has a smile on their face and, you know, they're actually holding up okay. I mean, I, I've seen your workshops, the material that you provide to your followers, you know, that demonstrates that. And through your career and your experiencing of hosting these workshops and delivering this kind of material, I'm sure this has been a learning experience for you. Mm. I can personally say that since we've launched Little Brown Women last September, I've learned heaps and bounds from the two girls and also from the guests that we've had on our show. And I can imagine you've definitely learned from your multiple work streams you know the interaction the feedback I bet I bet there's definitely been some light bulb moments like oh I never thought of it that way and you know through your experiences of learning and being fully immersed in your journeys I bet I bet that's what's helped you develop your dreams and your ambitions and just you know generally the goals in your life so my next question to you is what are your inspirations in your current life and career and I eat like what's your mission statement what's your purpose in life just honestly it's just to empower people to feel that they can make their life what they want it to be that it, it just is just as simple as that and it's just going you just don't have to be unhappy you don't have to feel powerless you can be whatever you want to be I am not my journey is not special like I am not more special than anyone I just found some tools and committed to them and they worked and so I'm like well if I can do it anyone can do it like anyone can and I just want to help everyone um and yeah I mean you're totally right about the learning experience every day the to be honest everything is led by you guys so or like anyone that's the workshops the thing that makes them the most special is the conversation the community within it and th and that that builds like all the women supporting each other in the chat like oh my god it's wild like the last one I had like over 600 people on and it was fire. Oh, amazing it yeah, was wild amazing. you know and even my podcast now you know I've changing the concept I want to get all of you guys on the show but to hear real not that it's just that it's not about me it's about all of you and that's my purpose. And I think that's what makes the work really easy. And I think when you're having, when I say this to people, when they're having self-doubt or they are wanting to launch something or anything, just stop letting it be about you. It's not about you. It's not about your fears. It's about how you're helping someone else, even if you're launching a product, okay? So let's say you want to launch a product and you're fearful and you're like, oh my gosh, what if no one buys it? What if it doesn't work? And it's like, well, what if somebody 
loves it. And that product means so much to them. They're so excited to make the purchase and receive it and have it. Make it about them. And then your fear is unimportant, you know? Because I think when we can just stop being like revolving our lives around ourselves and actually be in service of others, we can really, um, we will live a more fulfilled life. What you said right there is so powerful. And um, myself, Roxy, Kay, this whole concept of little brown women, it kind of was just inspired by the thought of if someone just listens to our podcast episode and if it influences them in a positive way we're we're delighted I think it fulfills our mission statement it's exactly what you're saying and Roxy you're you're a personality right that actually enables us to be open and raw with ourselves it's so important to know what helps us get out of bed and you make us realize that and it's it's it helps us understand also you know what makes us strive towards our potential and we're not gonna know that unless we've truly understand ourselves. I'm in my late 20s right now, and that's probably the biggest challenge that I face slash currently facing right now. And I think through my, throughout my childhood, I've mastered how to suppress my inner thoughts, definitely know how to put on a facade and hide away. You know, I was constantly worried about what people would think or say about me. And, you know, don't get me wrong, those, those thoughts do sometimes make it through my brain, you know, during our down days, the self-loathing days, you know, we have that. But my parents and my friends, you know, the two girls, they've, they've definitely helped me along the way. And, you know, you will never really achieve full awareness by relying on other people or comparing yourself to other people. And it's, it's definitely a journey that's, that needs to be taken on your own. And it's, it's whether you're brave enough to step out of your comfort zone, to cut through all the BS and just be real with yourself. No time is so precious. We've got about 1,440 minutes a day, seven days a week, three, six, five days a year. And imagine, imagine living someone else's dream but yours. You know, time flies and I don't want to have that deep pit of regret when I get to my late ages. So what I'm trying to say is that most of us wouldn't have that toolbox of really understanding what we want to do in life and what makes us happy, what makes us sad or angry or frustrated. We get so lost into achieving our grades in school and doing all the extracurricular because we know that's what's going to make our application more attractive. But we fail to enjoy the process of doing it and fail to understand whether it makes us happy or not. So my next question to you is, what piece of advice would you give to your younger self about that balance between work and play? Um, so beautifully put, by the way, I love, love, love what you just said. Um, I would say advice to my younger self would be to do, to, I think it would be about not worrying about other people's timelines, um, and the speed that they're going at, but to focus on your own journey, however long that takes, however slow it is or fast it is. Um, trying to, it's okay to try something and not decide you don't like it. That's not failure. Um, being okay with just going, actually, that wasn't for me. I'm going to try something else. And, but I think also your 20s, as much as they are for figuring out what you want to do, they are also for fun. It is. You know, yeah. just, I remember my sister always used to say to me, my older sister, older, older sister, she used to say, I used to go, oh God, I'm hungover again. And she'd be like, oh, shut up, enjoy it. Exactly. I'd <laughs> say, you're only 21. Like, you will be a mum soon and you will be not be, you know, one day and you will not be having time to have hungover Sundays, lying in bed doing nothing. So true. So have fun. And you know what? I am so glad I did, despite everything and despite it all. At least I had fun and I have a lot of stories to tell. So, um, yeah, figure out what you want. Take your time. But also, it's okay if you don't. It's okay if you find out at the end of your 20s or in your 30s or in your 40s. Life is also about creating memories, having fun. You know, you will look back and just go, what a fucking ride. Well 
bloody said. I absolutely love it. It's so true. I mean, I still have those weekends where I'm suffering from my hangover, but do you know what? At least we're having fun and at least we're making memories. I couldn't agree with you more, Roxy. This conversation has been absolutely phenomenal. I say there's definitely moments in this episode that people are going to stop and pause and just reflect and write down in their own journals, you know, because I know I am. I've been doing that so far. So (laughs) the whole reason, you know, behind the creation of Little Brown Women, you know, I guess our mission statement essentially is promoting self-empowerment, just like you, Roxy. This is a key question we like to end on with our guests, and we really can't wait to hear your response to this, Roxy. So what does empowerment mean to you? I think that empowerment is being completely yourself, and that's it. If you're able to just be the version of you that you love the most, then you're empowered. So well said. That's it. Be yourself. Be your yeah. authentic self. That was fire. You're so right. And thank you so much for an amazing episode with us, Roxy. It's been so thought-provoking. And we can't wait to see more from you this oh my year. God. Can um, I just say before you stop recording that you three are unreal. Honestly, I've, <laughs> done, I've spoken to so many people. I've done so many interviews. And you are three of genuinely the most well-articulated thoughtful presenters questioners women I've come across I am so impressed (laughs) I have thoroughly enjoyed this there is no other time I would do a podcast on a Sunday but for you anything I wonderful you got all of you I really what you're doing is amazing I can't wait to help shout about you guys and thank you so much the last time we worked together it's not this is the first of many that's it for today guys as always we'll be welcoming more great guests over the next few months so stay tuned in and keep listening if you love what you hear and want to continue supporting us please follow us on spotify and itunes to keep on top of our latest episodes we love sharing knowledge and the advice and inspirations of our guests And if you truly love our content too, please leave a rating and comment on iTunes to help the Unplugged podcast reach the ears of more people who want to feel empowered and join in on the conversations that break the status quo and tackle important and topical issues head on. For more Little Brown Women content, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, YouTube and Twitter. And don't forget to like and leave a comment on our posts. Remember to also sign up to our mailing list via our Instagram page to receive Little Brown Women's quarterly newsletter, where we focus on a range of topics from culture to business to self-development. So until next time, take care, live big and be kind to yourself.